Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you text um, and this is a, a text that we're going to be looking at quite a few times over the next few weeks and months because this is the word that God has given us for this year 2022. Incidentally, I, I wrote down here and I, I, must, I must say this, that I feel that God is saying concerning someone, I pray that he's all of us, that 2022 will be a year of great exploits for you. 2022, God is going to unveil you to the world and show his glory through your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11 in the New Living Translation. As I said, this is a scripture we're going to look at quite a number of times over the next few weeks and months. But um, this morning, I'd, I'd like us to just hear the heart of God. Just hear the heart of God in your heart, in your spirit. It says, one day, I'm reading the New Living Translation, Luke chapter 5. It says, one day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God, to listen to the word of God. Verse 2, he noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. You know, the, the, the Passion Translation says, Jesus asked Simon, let me use your boat. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Verse 5, Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I will let down the nets again. And this time, the nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. May 2022 be your this time. It says, the nets were so full that they began to tear. Verse 7, a shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Verse 8, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. Verse 10, his partners James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. And Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed... They left everything and followed Jesus. Father, we thank you for the authenticity of your word. And this morning, we open our hearts, Holy Spirit, asking that you speak the heart of the Father into the depths of our heart, O God. Lord Jesus, be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, last year, God spoke very clearly to us as a people, as a church, that he was doing, actually, that he is doing a new thing. 
And the reason why I say he is doing not he was doing is because the word of God never expires, ladies and gentlemen. Whatever God speaks, it always goes into action to fulfill God's plans and purposes. So he spoke it last year, but he's still doing it. He's still doing a new thing. And then guess what? We come into 2022. How many people are grateful that they're in 2022? We come into 2022 and God says, launch out. I hope you have connected the dots, ladies and gentlemen, because God says, I'm doing a new thing. And then he says, launch out. What does it mean to, to launch out? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you, you know what it means to, to step out, you know, to do something, you know, to, to take action. You know, I, I, I checked definitions. It says uh, to launch out means to do something new and different, to embark on something that is bigger and more daring. It's the word of God for us for this year, 2022, on the back of the word that he's doing a new thing. And then in this scripture, the Lord goes further and says, don't just launch out. He says, launch out into a place that is deeper which means that God is expecting us, ladies and gentlemen, this year to explore heights and depths and extents that we've never done before. It's the Word of God. It's an invitation and a command for someone to step into God's plans and purposes for your life. And you know, when you read this scripture, it's so clear what God is saying, that you and I, our lives cannot remain the same again. And this is my prayer for you. That 2022 will mark a significant change in your life. That, that oh my Father in heaven, nobody say amen. <laughs> okay, I believe it for you, I believe it for you. Wherever you are at home, I believe it for you. That your life last year will not be anything compared to what it will be like in this year, 2022. <laughs> Hallelujah. But then, remember I said to you, Please listen to the heart of God, because this is what God has been laying on my heart. Before we jump into 2022, before we reset and recalibrate and do all the things that we normally do, make all the plans that we do at the beginning of a year, God is saying there's certain things we need to sort out at the beginning. Because when you hear a word like launch out, the question must be, launch into what? And many of us will be quick to determine the things that you're thinking you should launch into. Your goals and your aspirations, and ladies and gentlemen, those things are fantastic. But this is what I feel God is saying. Because the biggest challenge of humanity since the beginning of Adam up till now, the biggest challenge of humanity has always been what we want to do, not what God wants. And for us, ladies and gentlemen, this year, 2022, there's a question you must ask all the time. What does God want? What does God want? It's not what you want. It's not what I want. What does God want? I said to a young man um, who was praying about getting a new job, and um, he had a few options. He was trying to decide. And I said to him, <laughs> it's simple. You know, you, know we, you can use your intellect and the economic indices to determine whether it should be this or that. But it's a simple question, Lord, which one do you want? And that must be a refrain for us this year. 
And that has been the challenge, the biggest disconnect between God and humanity. It's the biggest problem God has always had with humanity. The conflict between what God wants and what we want. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what is the message as we start the journey into 2022? What is the message as God speaks this word to us to launch out? It is that we must align our plans with God's plans. God is going to ask you to launch out in different areas of your life, ladies and gentlemen. But it's important at the beginning of this journey that we align our plans with God's plans. You know, when, when the word align came to my mind, I was, I was thinking about this yesterday. I, I don't know how many of you are familiar with cars. You know, I, I thought about how you do a, a, a car's alignment. How many people know about aligning a car's tires? Do, do, do you know about align? Okay, a few hands. Do you know when the tires of a car are not aligned, guess what happens? You're driving down a straight road, and the, the car wants to go on the straight road, but the, uh, the misalignment pulls the car to, to one side or the other. How many people experience that? And guess what? As you go, it wears the tires. So God is saying at the beginning of the year, before we launch out, that we must align our lives with his plans and purposes. And there are three things, ladies and gentlemen, that God wants to challenge us with. I call them the plan, the bridge, and the vessel. The title of today's message, if you want a title, is New Vessel, New Wine. New Vessel, New Wine. Three areas, very quickly, that God wants us to align as we start the journey into 2022. On the back of this word, to launch out the plan, the bridge, and the vessel. The first one, the plan. It's instructive, ladies and gentlemen, that the Bible says Jesus was walking along the shore. He was preaching. He was doing what he was called to do, what he came to earth to do. And then the Bible says that he noticed two boats. He noticed. Do you know, I prayed. I've been praying for myself over the last 24 hours. I pray for you, ladies and gentlemen. Throughout the entirety of this year, God will notice you. His eyes will forever be upon you. Because that's the God that we serve, a caring and loving God. There were two boats, but he, he noticed two boats. And guess what? Not only did he notice, he chose Simon's boat. You know what that tells me? That your life, my life, your destiny and my destiny, they're in God's hands. They're not in your hands, ladies and gentlemen. Everything about your life is the plan of God. And the sooner we understand that, ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the sooner we are aligned with the mind of God. So that God is not pulling in one direction and then we're driving in the other direction. It's all about the plan of God. And aren't you grateful, ladies and gentlemen? Do you know how many people have given their lives to, to Christ, to Jesus Christ? How many people? You know, I can see the hands here. I can see those of you at home, wherever you are, all over the world. Are you grateful for the salvation of your souls? Are you grateful that, that God saved you? Are you grateful that your sins have been washed by the blood of Jesus? Should I say something? God chose you for salvation. Should I say that again? 
You did not choose God. For, God chose you before you even gave your life. It's in the Bible. And that's part of the plan of God. The Bible says that even when we were enemies of God, he had already loved you. He had already decided, you know what? I'm so, so, and so, yeah, I'm going to touch my daughter's heart. I'm going to touch my son's heart and then cause him or her to be sensitive to my spirit and then give their life to, to, to me. John chapter 15, verse 16, in the New Living Translation. He says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. You, we didn't choose God, ladies and gentlemen. He chose you and I. And that should bring us to a place where we're constantly humbling ourselves before the plan of God. It's always and it must always be about the plan of God. What does God want? You know, there's a scripture in Romans chapter 9 um, that helps to embellish this in Romans chapter 9 from verse 11. Romans chapter 9 from verse 11 says, but before they were born, this is talking about, you remember Isaac, one of the, 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 the fathers, um, he had twins to, with his wife Rebecca. He had Esau and Jacob. This is talking about Esau and Jacob. He says, but before they were born, before they had done anything good or bad, she received a message from God, that is Rebecca. It says, this message shows that God chooses people according to his own purposes, ladies and gentlemen. Go on, verse, verse 12. It says, he calls people not according to their good or bad works. She was told, your older son will serve your younger son, verse 13. In the words of the scriptures, I love Jacob, but I rejected Esau. What did Esau do, ladies and gentlemen, verse 14? Verse 14. He says, are we saying then that God was unfair? Of course not, verse 15. Please go on. For God said to Moses, I will show mercy to anyone I choose. God chooses. It's his plan. It's his prerogative. And the sooner we align to that, ladies and gentlemen, believe me, the sooner we start to walk into God's plans and purposes for our lives. And in the same way that he singled out Simon Peter's boat, I pray for you, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, I am convinced that God has already singled your life out this year, 2022, for what he wants to do in your life. That's why he sends, sends the message, launch out. Because he already has a plan the same way he had a plan for Simon Peter. Number two. Remember, this is about aligning with God. So the first thing is we align with the plan of God. Understand that it's God that chooses. Your life is in his hands. He has already planned your life, ladies and gentlemen. It's just to sync with the plans of God. Number two is the bridge. And what is this bridge, ladies and gentlemen? God has a plan. <laughs> God has an end point that he wants to take you and I. But ladies and gentlemen, please, if you did not know it before, we've been saying this for years and years, if you did not know it before, hear it today, the beginning of the year 2022. The bridge to fulfillment of God's plans is obedience. There's no other way. The way the plans and purposes of, a, of God are accomplished in the, life of, in the life of a person is through obedience. Read the Bible. So God says he wants to do something. 
If a person does not align with God in obedience, that thing does not happen, ladies and gentlemen. It just does not happen. And this year, ladies and gentlemen, please, I beg of you, if there's one thing you're going to put on the magnet of your fridge, if there's one thing that you're going to see every morning when you wake up, is that 2022 must be a year of obedience. That's part of the launching out. It, it is that saying, you know what? Like never before, I'm going to commit to obeying God. Because that's the bridge to the fulfillment of God's plans and purposes. And that's where we get a disconnect. Because, you know, people, people you know, are saying, you know, but I, I prayed and I fasted and I did this and I did that, but it's not happening. You know, like, like, like Simon, we toiled all night. You were fishing all night. We, in fact, Simon in the New Living Translation says, we worked hard. And somebody will say, but God, I've been working hard. Yes, you've been working hard, but you have not been aligning yourself with God's plans because you haven't been obeying God. You haven't been doing what he says to do. And you know, if truth be told, we're all guilty of this in one, one, one degree or the other. But God is speaking to us clearly, ladies and gentlemen. 2022 will be an exceptional year for you. But it's going to be predicated on obedience. It's the people who obey God who are going to eat the fruit of the land. You know, I... I <laughs> the, 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 the reason why there's a lot of toiling, why, the, why there's a lot of frustration, is because we're not sensitive to the Word of God and then obedient to the Word of God. You know, I, 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 when, I, when I was meditating about this, I thought, do you know, our, our walk with God, our relationship with God is all about faith. You, you, you know that. that nobody's ever seen God. You believe in God by faith. You follow God by faith. So your salvation was by faith. You just believed. And then you got saved. And the question the Holy Spirit was asking me, how come we, we came into our relationship with God by believing God, but then we failed to walk with God by continuing to believe in God? How come? So we say we believe in God. But then we are not acting on our belief in God by obeying God. Isn't that, uh, it, it, what's the right word? I don't, I don't know what the right English word is. A misnomer. Is, is that the right word? I just heard you. I thought, I, you know, I just trusted that you are saying the right thing. Ladies and gentlemen, obedience is faith in action. Believing God and trusting God enough to do whatever he says. You know, I felt God, you know, there's certain things that I wrote down in bold on my notes. I felt God saying that this year, God is not going to force anyone to do anything. On the contrary, he's looking for those who will trust him enough to act on his word. He's not going to force anybody. But he's looking for those who will trust him enough to act on his word. And that's what Peter said. Peter says, Peter, Peter says you know what? <laughs> I, I don't get it, I don't get it, I don't get it at all. But nevertheless, at your word. At your word. And you know, I, I was thinking, why, why, is, why, why, is, why is obedience, why is 
obedience is such a challenge for us as Christians. Remember, like I said, you know, we, we say we believe God. We say we love God. But then why is it that we struggle to obey God when we know how critical it is in the scheme of things? Let me tell you four things very quickly. This is just um, on the side. Four things very quickly. Fear. And, oh, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> Satan. Satan. The Bible calls him the adversary, our adversary, which means he's always contending with us. He's always, you know, antagonizing us. He's always coming at loggerheads with us. But do you know the one thing where Satan does not antagonize the people of God? The one thing where Satan will come alongside you to become your ally and to become your encourager is in the area of disobedience. Because Satan will encourage you not to obey God. And there are four things, four things. The first is fear. You, you know that. So God says, do this. And please, let me confess to you, as I speak to you, I am one sinner in this area. Because, you know, God will whisper certain things, do something. And then you're thinking, oh, but, you know, how, but, you know, what will be the outcome? The fear of the unknown, fear of the outcome. How will it turn out? But should I tell you, should I tell you what the psalmist says? And you see, this must be our response when Satan brings all these things that will try to cause us not to obey God this year. When he brings the thoughts of fear, you know, do you know whether it's going to work or not? Do you know whether it's going to be successful or not? Do you know what, 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 what is going to turn out? The psalmist says in Psalm 56, verse 3, verses 3 to 4. Do you want to put it that for me? But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Verse 4. Verse 4, verse 4, verse it says, I praise God for what he has promised, and God has promised a lot for us this year. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? It's all about trusting in God. It's all about putting God before whatever it is that he asks us to do, and saying, Lord, I don't understand you, but I trust you. The second thing that causes us to balk in the, in the face of, of, uh, of obedience is Human reasoning. You know, we like to think it out. And you know, I said to you, I put up my hand. You know, my wife would tell you, I am number one sinner in this area. When you try to analyze it, you try to break it down. And incidentally, ladies and gentlemen, nothing wrong with using your brain. Nothing. God doesn't expect us to just, you know, be zombies and, and just mindlessly follow. But what is the response? Proverbs chapter 3 Verses 5 to 7. You know all the scriptures. Proverbs chapter 3. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the alignments we need to make this year, 2022. If we're going to cross the bridge into God's plans and purposes. Verse 6. Verse 6. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Verse 7. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. I wish I could tell you to tell somebody, this year, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Just trust God. The third thing that he uses is, you know, so there's fear, there's human reasoning. The third thing he uses is discouragement, you know, where things haven't worked before. And that's exactly what happened with Simon. He says, we toiled all night. We tried it before. We did it in 2021. We did it in 2020. We did it in 2019. You know, it didn't work. But, ladies and gentlemen, just hear the word of God. And like Simon say, nevertheless, at your word. The fourth thing, and I say this very quickly. I found out that the 
One of the things that prevents us from obeying God, ladies and gentlemen, I found out, is pain. When we've been hurt by life or life circumstances. And you know, when it comes to pain, the human mind, the human will is so resilient. So much so that, listen to what I'm about to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, so much so that even when we know the word of God, we willfully say we're not going to because of the pain and the hurt that we feel. So you know the word of God says forgive. In fact, the word of God says if you don't forgive, I won't forgive. But because this person has pained you so much, guess what? You want to pain them too. Sorry, if, if that is right English. Is that right English? Sorry. You know, I, 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 was, I was counseling, counseling a couple who've been having challenges in their marriage. You know, it's it, it been difficult, you know, both, both of them. And I keep, like I keep saying to couples, you know, there's never, you know, this person is the fault or that person. It's always both parties, you know, so it's been challenging. And then, you know, I was speaking to her, and then she said to me, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I, I, so I said, I'm going to ask you a question. This decision you are about to make, did God tell you or did he not tell you? She kept quiet. And then he said, well, God didn't tell me. I said, but you still want to do it? She said, yes. That's what happens. We know the word of God, but the, 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 the magnitude of the experiences that we have, they push the word of God to the corner. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. And please... Just hear the heart of God. The Bible says, even Jesus, the Son of God, he went through life, suffered many things. But the Bible says, he learned obedience in the things he went through. So yes, there will be challenges and trials and hurts and pains, ladies and gentlemen. But guess what? Out of all that, God wants us to still be able to step up and say, you know what, Lord, your word will take first place in my life. I will obey you regardless. This year, ladies and gentlemen, our response to God's word will either invite his presence and his power and his blessings, or it will hinder it. I'm going to say this again. This year, 2022, our response to God's word will either invite the presence, the power, and the, and, and, and the blessings of God, or it will hinder it. And then lastly, very quickly, as I end. Remember I said three areas that we need to align. Number one is the plan. It's God's plan. Align with the plan of God. It's not about your plan. Number two is the bridge. The bridge is obedience. Please, please, if I stopped here and that's all we did, I'd be a very, very happy man. I'm speaking for myself as well. That this year we purpose to just obey the word of God. But then the third is as important, if not more important, and the third is the vessel. So Peter, his boat is on the floor. The Bible, the Bible says empty boats. They'd come out of the boat. Jesus notices his boat, chooses his boat. And then he says, Peter, can I use your boat? And then Peter says, yes, Lord, you can use my boat. And then he then says, after preaching, launch out into the deep. And then 
through obedience, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible tells us that there was, they caught a multitude of fish. They'd never caught fish like that before. I was reading, uh, I, I was reading, um, what you call it, uh, the, 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 I was doing Bible study in this, and they said that the amount of fish they caught was up to two weeks' worth of fish. Imagine fish that you caught every day for 14 days. That's what they caught in one day. That's the kind of miracle that God is going to do in your life this year, my, my brother and my sister. But please listen to me. It's all about alignment. Listen, listen. It says, when Peter saw what happened, he suddenly recognized that this is divinity. This is God. He recognized the presence of God. He recognized the power of God. And then at the same time, he recognized the sinfulness. That's why he wanted to stay away from God. He says, Jesus, Master, you know what? Stay away from me because I recognize who you are. But Jesus says, no, no, no. It's not about going away from me. It's about coming to me. It's about giving yourself to me so that I can use you to fulfill my plans in your life. And he says, from now, I will make you, listen, I will make you a fisher of men. You know, many people have read the scripture. And, um, you know, we, 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 the, the focus is on evangelism. And yes, God's heart is to always bring souls into the kingdom. But listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. He needs vessels to use to fulfill his purpose. God is always looking for vessels. And that is where the biggest disconnect is. Because the principal thing the Spirit of God comes to do when he saves you and I, in fact, let me put it another way. Salvation is always about relationship, but is always also about representation. God is looking for vessels to represent him to the world. And that's the work that the Spirit of God does in our lives. So he molds us and transforms us so that we can become vessels that he can use. Does somebody hear me today? And that's the big challenge. So we say, you know, we, we, we say, you know, we come to church, we pray, we fast, we give our offering. We do all those things. But guess what? We are not changing. We're not being transformed into the image, into the representation of God. And that's a big disconnect, ladies and gentlemen. Because we think that because of the things that we're doing, God is obliged to then do certain things in our lives. But God is saying, nah, 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 nah. You have missed the point. You have not aligned yourself to my mind because what I'm looking for are vessels that will represent me to the world. You know, it's interesting when you talk about evangelism. And, and this came to me as I was preparing yesterday. <laughs> if it is all about evangelism, you know, you can take a tract. You can take a tract and stand in front of Brentcross Station, or stand in front of, um, of, of, uh, of uh, whatever station, and be giving out tracts to God. And be, I'm, I'm sorry, giving out tracts to people. I'm saying, you know, God loves you. Take this tract, you know, uh, give your life to Jesus and all that. And then somebody says, oh, I, you know, somebody maybe curses you and says something, and then you say, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You know, and, and then curse the person back. Guess what? Your tract is meaningless because the vessel is flawed. And that's a challenge. 
So, 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 yeah, think about it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to close in a minute. Just think about it. The Bible says, in the beginning, this was the plan of God. Remember, it always starts with the plan of God. Genesis chapter 126, the Bible says, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Let, let me read how, how, how. It says, let us make man in our image and likeness to resemble us. To be modeled according to our nature and character. So that they may rule and represent us. It's always about representation. But God is saying, we don't just want anyone to... We, 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 don't, we, we want people who look like us to represent us. But then, you know the story. We all sinned. And then we, we found ourselves away from... The influence of the Spirit of God. You know, Pastor Alco talked a lot about that when he talked about the Holy Spirit. Um, quite a number of very, very informative series on the Holy Spirit. So we ended up being flawed, imperfect human beings. We ended up being influenced by the values of the world. We ended up being, 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 being marred by our circumstances and experiences. Our personalities became flawed. You know, remember, he made us according to his personality, his nature. All of those things were tainted because of sin. But guess what? Grateful to God that he now comes through Christ Jesus to save us. But ladies and gentlemen, please don't forget this. Please, please, please. Salvation is not just about giving your life to Jesus. Salvation is about God restoring his image in you, remodeling the vessel. That's what God is looking for. Vessels that he can use, uh, vessels that he can use to influence people around him. You know, um, I, I'm, I'm going to end with this, with this example as we just bring this message to a close today. I was preparing yesterday and the Spirit of God was reminding me about a number of things. But let me read this scripture before I go into, into that. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 in the Amplified, just to drive the point home. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Blessed, gratefully praised, and adored be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant and boundless mercy has caused us to be born again. That is our salvation. But listen, he then amplifies, says, that is to be reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose. That's the work the Spirit of God does in us. Those are the vessels that he's looking for. So I, 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 as I was meditating yesterday, the, the Spirit of God said, said to me, you know, when we talk about the work of the Spirit of God, we always say things like, um, you know, the Spirit of God is our comforter, is our guide, you know, he's there to guide us, and all those things are true. So he says, imagine you are driving a car. You own the car. You are in the driver's seat, you're driving, and then the Spirit of God is sitting next to you. He's your navigator to guide you. Yeah, that's what he comes to do. 
So you're driving, and then the Spirit of God is saying, take this way, take this way. He's guiding you. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, as you're driving and he's guiding you, maybe somebody uh, crosses your path, and then you, you roll down your window, and then you curse the person, and then maybe somebody overtakes you, and then you do what we do sometimes. You rev up your, your car, and then you run in front of the person, and you do all of those things. Guess what? The Spirit of God is sitting next to you. Ladies and gentlemen, the principal work of the Spirit of God is to change you before he guides you. Because if he doesn't change you, he'll be guiding a mal, an imperfect vessel that is not fit for the purposes of God. Does somebody understand what I'm saying? You know, talking about driving, talking about driving, my, my, driving, is, my driving is blessed. You know, I, my, my driving is blessed. Um, in the sense that, in the sense that, it is blessed, it's blessed. As in, as in, I'm trying to find a polite way of saying this. I, okay, um, okay, actually, actually, okay, let me, let me use an example. You know, there was a day Pastor Aga and I traveled and we came back. I, I'll never forget, we, we, we packed in Gatwick. So we picked up the car from Gatwick. And then we were coming back on the M25 and I was driving. And then Pastor Aga, he turned around to me and said, he said, he said, Doc, he said, do you realize the speeds that you... I won't tell you the speed. That, you know, do, he said, do you realize the speed you're going at? So I, I looked at the speedometer and I, I thought, oh my God, oh, actually. So I, I said to him, I said, you know, I said, Pastor, it's the wind that is carrying the car. <laughs> and, and, you know, since then it's been a joke between us. If, if, he's, if he's going fast, he'll say it's the wind and all that. But you see, my, my driving has been blessed in that regard, you know, because, because you know, I, I like to... Yeah, you understand. Anyway... So, so, much so, so much so, ladies and gentlemen, that even from my house to church a few times, down the M1, I have had the unpleasant experience of being accosted by Her Majesty's, um, you, know, you know, in fact, the, the most embarrassing day for me was when they stopped me in front of the roundabout here. I was coming to church, and, you know, people were driving by, and they were seeing the pastor with, 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 with police cars. Anyway, I tell you all this to say that, during the 40 days of fasting last year, after one of the evenings, we left church. I think Pastor Akum must have said something about prayer because, you know, you, you left church that day with, with the, the, you know, wanting to just continue to pray. So we left church, my wife and I, and we were in the M1, and I was praying in tongues because, you know, I'd been charged up in the evening. And then my wife kept looking at me. I was wondering, why is she looking at me? Why is she looking at me instead of praying? I'm praying in tongues, you know. I'm being spiritual and all that. And then she, she, turns, she turns to me and says, I don't understand. You know how women speak. <laughs> she says, I, I don't understand how you can be speaking in tongues and doing 80 miles an hour and expect that God will answer your prayer. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, since then I've become a transformed vessel. Because all of a sudden it dawned on me, ladies and gentlemen, that there's a disconnect. We don't understand that what God looks for are representatives that will represent his nature, his heart to the people around us. And so there's a lot of toiling and frustration because we're expecting things to happen, but God is saying this vessel is not ready yet. I pray that 2022 you will allow the Spirit of God to model you, to shape you, 
so that we start to show the heart of God, the nature of God to the people around us. That is what Jesus did with Peter. That is what he wants to do in your life and in my life. And can I just say, ladies and gentlemen, as I end, it's both personal, but it's also corporate. It's personal in terms of your character, the way we treat people, the way we talk to people. You know, we're very unkind to each other. We're not gracious to each other. And then, to make things worse, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of strife and division in the body of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, if God is going to show his presence and his power, all that must change. That's why the alignment this year, remember, is the plan, the bridge, and the vessel. I want to pray for you, ladies and gentlemen, as we bow our heads, that God will grant you the grace to align yourself, particularly in these three areas, with the mind of God. Because if we don't, to launch out is to launch out into your own plans, in your own direction, not in what God wants. And I want to pray particularly, ladies and gentlemen, that God will give you the grace to become godlike, the grace to become Christ-like in everything that we do. I love the scripture in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. It says, be imitators of me. It says, be like me. That's the word of God. Be imitators of me so that when people see you, they will see you. That when people see you, they will see Christ in you. And so, Father... As we start the journey of this year, 2022, we just humble ourselves before you, O God. Sweet Holy Spirit, we hear your voice very, very clear that we should launch out. And what we're asking for at the beginning of this year it's for your grace upon every single one of us, O oh God. The grace to let you take the lead. The grace to allow your plans to overshadow whatever plans or aspirations, or better still, the grace for us to align our plans with your plans. We ask for grace to obey you despite the challenges that the enemy throws, O oh God, the fear, the, 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 the reasoning the discouragement of past experiences. Lord, just help us, help us, like Peter, to say, nevertheless, in every situation, we will obey you. But then, Father, I pray, even as importantly, sweet of God, that you will come and do a quick work in our lives, O oh God. Help us, O oh God, to just yield to the molding, transforming work of the Spirit of God in our lives. Help us to become like you, O oh God. Not just in word, not just on Sundays, but every single day of our lives, O oh God. Help us to become like you in our interactions with each other, O oh God. Where we're kind to each other, loving each other. Being gracious to each other. Help us to be united in all that we do, O oh God. O oh God, so that your people and your church will be vessels that you can use this year, 2022 to fulfill your plans and purposes. 
And as we pray that prayer for ourselves, I, I just want to, like Jesus did, I want to make an invitation to someone who is saying, you know what, I'm grateful to God that I'm in 2022, but I, I, I actually don't have a relationship with Jesus. Guess what? Remember what I said at the beginning. God already noticed you. God already sees you wherever you are all over the world. And even if you didn't have a relationship before now, God is inviting you into that relationship like Jesus asked to use Peter's boat. It's the same way Jesus is saying to you, my brother, my sister, wherever you are, can I use the boat of your life? Can I come into your life? Will you allow me to become your Lord and your Savior? And if that is you, I pray that you will hearken like, like, like Peter and just yield, yield your life, yield your life to Jesus this morning. And if that is you, I want to say a simple prayer for you as I end. If you want to yield your life to Jesus, you want him to step into the boat of your life so that he guides you, he leads you, so that your plans and his plans are aligned. If you just please say this prayer after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for this beginning of a new year where we're all resetting and recalibrating. But most importantly, I thank you that you have noticed me today. I thank you for choosing me for salvation. And today, I open my heart to you, Lord Jesus, that you will come into my life. You'll forgive me of my sins. You will save me and bring me into a new relationship with you. This is my prayer, Lord Jesus, today. Thank you, Lord our God. And by the reason of your word, because of this confession, I declare, if you have said that prayer, that you are born again. You are born again. The Spirit of God comes into your life to start his redeeming work in you. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you and we bless you. As I end, ladies and gentlemen, there's a song that I want you to please sing as a prayer. Just a few verses. But may that be your prayer as we start this journey into 2022. It says, make me a vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. He says, I came here with nothing except all that you have given me. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. And that's the title of this message, that God will transform you into new vessels. And as he does so, this year, 2022, new wine, you know wine represents the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. New wine will flow out of your life. In Jesus' name. Make me a vessel Make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. God, I came here with nothing, and all you have given me, Jesus, bring I pray, oh God, make me your vessel and make me enough.
Thank you.